Lakeland, it's Nikki the Realtor with the Local Lakeland Show. And today, I'm sitting down with Grace Torres, owner of Grace Torres Photography. Nikki the Realtor with the Local Lakeland Show, and I am here with the one and only Grace Torres, who is the owner of Grace Torres Photography, and she also does all of my branding photos for my Instagram. How's it going, Grace? It's good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, I'm super excited to have you here. Um, Grace and I have worked together for, I don't know, what, maybe two years now? Almost two years. I right? think February will be two years. Yeah, because I met her at a, one of my friend's weddings, mm-hmm. um, and she sat down next to me during like the reception. And we just had really great conversation and we just ended up shooting together. And now I shoot with her probably once a quarter mm-hmm. and she does awesome for all of my photos. Um, and I'm just really like captivated by how much you have grown your business. So I'm super excited to share with everybody who you are and what you do. So why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction into who Grace Torres is on a personal level? Yeah. So my name is Grace. I moved to Lakeland in 2017 for college from New Jersey, like Nikki, actually. Yes, I always forget that. That's the yes. most important part. So Both my Jersey whole family girls. still lives up there, but I love living here in Lakeland. I love how much there is to do and how warm it is here in Florida. I uh, moved here in 2017, studied journalism, graduated in 2020. But as I was in school, I was constantly doing photography. I had started back in high school, but really grew my skill set in college, although Mm -hmm. it was not what I was studying at the time. It was just a fun thing on the side that I enjoyed. I was shooting a lot of portraits and um, started getting into the couples market. And then that's how I eventually made the transition into weddings, started weddings in 2019. And now that's what we do full time. But I got married in May of 2021, and now my husband and I run the business together full time. We have a dog. We love going on walks, going <laughs> to the park, getting acai bowls at Tea Largo. Oh, I still haven't tried one of those. Really? Yes, I need to get one. You have to. Everyone says they're amazing. Yeah, they're really good. <laughs> so um, I loved your wedding with your husband because it was in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, was it weird having somebody else shoot you like in your wedding other than you being behind the camera for the first time? Like, was it odd? It was, but I think it would be weirder now because when I got married, I was only like, I was still in the early years of my photography career Mm -hmm. where now it's like what I eat, sleep and breathe, you know? Um, But I was a very chill bride. I was like, you know, don't ask me anything. I don't want to know anything. I had a full service planner and I was like, if something looks ugly that I told you I wanted, take it off the tables. Like I was very relaxed because I just, I had seen so many people work themselves up and be stressed during the day and just not fully enjoy it and be present. So I just wanted to have fun, enjoy my wedding day, not feel like I was working, not have to think about anything. And that's what I did. It was great. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I mean, the pictures came out beautiful. It looked like the most perfect day. Um, I think I was telling you earlier, I really want to go to Utah for my 30th, although I say I want to go everywhere for my 30th. So <laughs> we'll see where I end up. But um, the pictures looked awesome. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about Grace Torres Photography. Obviously, you can capture from just the name that you are in the photography business. But I feel like there's so much that you specialize in and then also so many other things that you do that most people wouldn't realize come with a photography business. Yeah. So we specialize in weddings and elopements. Um, we primarily shoot weddings in Central Florida and then up the East Coast. So we're in, you know, Orlando, Tampa, Miami, Pensacola, Jacksonville, all the way up into Georgia, the Carolinas, D.C., Jersey, New York City, and then um, up on the off on the West Coast as well. So California, Utah, um, 
yeah, we're, I've been to Arizona for work. So wow. we're kind of all over the place. Um, but we primarily shoot weddings. I shoot a little bit of commercial and branding. That's where most of my clients from Lakeland sit. Most of my lifelong clients are either commercial or family clients here in Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also do business coaching on the side. Wow. Okay. So tell us about the travel. How do you get your clients all over the world? I always tell people if you want to travel, you have to shell out your own money and go to that location and shoot because people want to hire someone who is experienced in their location or at least experienced with traveling for work and they seem reliable. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of curate a portfolio that reflects the places that you want to travel to. So if that's Cannon Beach in Oregon, you have to fly out there, shoot a couple session, put together an elopement, rent a dress, get some florals. If that's New York City, maybe attend like a content day there or just fly out there and reach out to people. People love free photos um, and really start to craft a portfolio that reflects, you know, where you want to work, what types of weddings and couples that you want to shoot. Wow. I love that. So basically you just kind of set it how you want it. You Mm -hmm. go after it and then you think that the clients just kind of come to you because of that. Yeah, I think that I got a lot of my business up on the East Coast from a Mm -hmm. style shoot that I'd put together back in, I think, 2020. In New York City, I shot in Central Park. It was like an elopement oh, style shoot. That was probably beautiful. Yeah, I am obsessed with those photos still. Um, but we worked with some local vendors that I had connections with. Um, shot some photos of just the bride and groom. So it's not like we needed a full cake tablescape invitation. All you really need is two people, you know, in a location that you like. You don't have to do all the extras and people will eventually come to you. I mean, it might take time, but you just push that out in your marketing. And I think that's how I've gotten a lot of my East Coast clients. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So do you do like an actual couple when you do something like that? Or do you just grab two random people? Most of the time, a couple. And I prefer for them to be engaged or married so that they are. I was like, sign me up. I want to have a pretend elopement. (laughs) I I don't know if I'll ever have a real one. (laughs) I've shot some. I've done like maybe one or two styled shoots with people who are either engaged or not engaged and they're not together anymore. So I don't use those photos anymore, which is such a bummer because both of them are in like killer locations. But And I'm sure they would be fine with it. But I just feel like like secondhand uncomfort for them. It's actually kind of funny because the last time I think you posted that, I was like, oh, my gosh, you should film me and my new boyfriend and then like a week later we broke up so <laughs> that would have been me so. I thought about asking you but you know in retrospect you just me. don't ever don't ever I know I tell my friends that too they're like should we add him to the group chat and I was like no just just don't not on that level no. yet <laughs> anyway um okay so that's super exciting I love that like I would I mean I can't really travel for real estate but that kind of does make sense like when you think about it really just kind of putting it into existence. Like what does your business look like in terms of how you want it to look? Mm -hmm. Not today, but in five years. Um, And once you like put it out into the universe, you're right. Like everything probably does just fall into place. So I really love that you did that. You went after what you wanted and now you really are traveling like all over the world. Um, I have a dream that you and I are going to shoot New Jersey soon because we're going to end up there at the same time. So that's definitely going to happen. Um, but tell us a little bit more now about your husband, because I think what's really cool is that you started this business on your own um, and then he kind of came into it and now is a huge part of it. So tell us how he got into the business with you and what he does now. Yeah. So I like to say we're pretty family run. He came from a background in insurance, which is also actually a family run business. Him, his sister and his mom ran that agency. And um, then he transitioned, did some warehouse work for a while, especially early in our marriage. He was working like overnights in warehouses, which was great, you know, money and stuff and good for the benefits, but not super conducive for being newlyweds, especially I'm traveling all the time. I'm gone on the weekends. We weren't spending a lot of quality time together, which is, you know, something that you want to do in your first year of being married. So I was like, you know what, let's start getting you on some second shooting gigs. If I had like a long wedding day or I was traveling somewhere really cool, I would be like, come along let's start getting used to the camera. He started kind of learning. 
That's so and that cool. was in that was throughout 2021. So he was kind of second shooting on and off. Then in August of 2022, we were like, let's just quit your job. <laughs> um, I was like, let's just do it because I feel really confident. I know that our the business, what the business is making could sustain two people's salaries. We'd pay, be taking a little bit of a pay cut from, you know, him not getting paid at his right. job. But I was like, in the long run, you just are not going to be able to scale your career at the same rate that you would if you were freelancing. It's right. just that's just the truth. And I was like, and if you don't want to, that is fine. But if you want to give it a shot and see it, if you like it, then let's do it. So he quit. Now he second shoots for me full time. We'll be shooting around 41 weddings together this year. Most of them photo, but he has four to five video gigs. And then he wow. second shoots video a ton. He also calls all my weddings, which is where you go through all of the photos and then choose what you're going to deliver to the client. So say we shoot 5,000, 6,000 photos at a wedding. He will narrow that down to about 900 to 1,200 photos. And then I go through, do like a base edit for him. He applies that to all of the photos, does corrections. He knows how to do blemish removal, um, some light object removal, color grading, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then he sends it back to me. I finalize it. I make sure I have eyes on every single photo and that it's perfect for our clients before it gets sent out. And that's kind of our workflow. And then I also have a VA who is his sister, my sister-in-law. So it's all oh, fam wow. run. Yeah, it's all the Torres's. Um, and that's kind of like the business structure right now. That's so cool. So does it ever get hard working with your husband? It is. I think that in the beginning, we really had to get into like our own workflow. And I also, as Christian entered the business, because he's also like a partial shareholder of the company, mm -hmm. I wanted to see him as a partial owner when he had no prior creative business experience. I come right. from a background in marketing, writing, public relations, which is all really conducive to running a business other than, you know, the financial legal things I right. don't know how to do. He came from an insurance background, which is great because he handles all of that stuff for us. But he had no experience, you know, in the yeah. wedding industry. So I had to exactly I had to treat him as like an employee and not like a partial owner. And it just took some time for me to change my mindset and right. for him to kind of adapt to, you know, creating his own schedules, managing his projects because he had never really had to do project management in the same way because our projects are so long term. You book mm -hmm. someone a year out from their wedding, then you edit up to eight weeks after their wedding. So you have these clients for a long time. Wow. Um, so now I get, you know, I teach him things. I give him tasks and deadlines, things that you wouldn't really do with a co-owner. But one day I know or he's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> or a husband. Well, you know what? We have chore lists in our house. Not going to lie. But you can't you can't, you know, expect someone to read your mind. And that's something that's just Definitely. true for marriage. So you have to be really clear in your communication. And I think that someone, you know, it doesn't make it any less meaningful or special if someone is taking the information that you give them or the requests that you give them and fulfilling them versus them like reading your mind because no one can do that. It means even more to me if I ask for something and it's done properly and well and like on time. So right. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of our structure one day. Hopefully it'll be, you know, he has his own stuff. I have my own stuff. We can kind of split more of the administrative um like right. responsibilities and maybe he can take over the financial side of things because it's not really my forte. <laughs> but for now, um, he does a lot more of like entry level position stuff. And right. I know that by the end of the year, he'll be able to do a lot more on his own. Well, that's super exciting. And I kind of love that you guys get to do that. Um, you know, now I feel like you get all the quality time that you can you yep. could ever ask for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I imagine that it's a little bit difficult to kind of like put yourself in a work mode where you're like, okay, today he is my employee. And then like later when we get home, he is my husband because mm -hmm. you really do need to change that mindset. Um, but I think that like a from a public uh, a public point of view, um, people love to work with family owned mm -hmm. businesses, you they know, do. because you really do feel that love um, and you feel like 
you make them part of your family. Like they just it's welcoming. It is. Um, so I love that you guys are a family owned business. I love that you all work together. I think that's super exciting. Um, so tell us now about the third part of your business, which is the business consulting or coaching, however you want to say it, um, where you help other photographers all over the world. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I love making education accessible to other people in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of photography education out there in terms of courses, guides. But for me, one-on-one coaching is way more effective for my personal learning style. And I know that's true for a lot of other people. And I like to price my services so that they can be a bit more affordable so that I can really watch businesses grow and feel like I'm doing something to help people in my community, whether they're in my local community in Lakeland, because I have quite a few clients who I've done coaching for in Central Florida, or whether they're like worldwide. You know, I've had someone that was, I think, maybe Brazil, um, Canada, you know, California. So I love doing coaching. I offer a couple of different services. I have one-on-one mentorship, which is a one-time session where I try to just dive into a couple of topics that they're interested in. I have um, a multi-session, uh, multi-session coaching format. So four sessions over the course of six months where we kind of develop a program really specific to what their goals are. A lot of times that's creating a pricing structure, curating their portfolio, and then directing their marketing towards the right clientele, um, hitting financial goals, things like that. And then I also offer live shoots so people can come shadow me on a session. And then instead of it being more of like, just come on over to this couple session, you can watch me work. I, you know, hire this couple with the intention of teaching them how to pose direct and then use lighting so I can turn, explain things to them, direct them, let them direct the couple, make it like really interactive so they feel like they're actually learning hands on and can ask questions and they don't feel uncomfortable because I'm not working with like a real client. These people Mm -hmm. know that they're there for a coaching session. So. They get, you know, portfolio work that they're proud of. And I I love doing those, too. It's fun. Wow. That's so fun. So I started doing my coaching um, probably about a year ago and you did my branding session for that. And I really enjoy it because I'm very big on education, too. Like I I always say I love school. Like I I went and got my master's really just for no reason. Um, And that's the (laughs) truth. But I love school. I love to learn. I love to read books. I just never liked the test taking or like the um, writing papers to get graded. Like, I don't like any of that. But I just think knowledge is power. And Mm -hmm. so when you're able to kind of give back to other people what you've learned, it's just so fulfilling, Mm -hmm. you know, like to be able to see someone, like you said, grow their business or flourish because it's something you taught them. It just makes me so, it just makes me feel so good. So I love that you do that. Um, I really want to like model my coaching off of what you do because I think a live experience would be really helpful too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, And that's probably really fun. It is, watch. especially when you're home all day. I know that you, you know, you probably work a lot from home with like mm-hmm. paperwork and then you go and do showings and closings and that's like your social time. Same thing for me. So like my shoots are my social time. My coaching sessions are my social time. So yeah. it's just nice to get to interact with humans mm-hmm. other than your your one coworker who's your husband. Right. And <laughs> love also him, like, but... they're like-minded people too. Yes. You guys have the, the same interests. So exactly. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, for those of you that haven't looked at her Instagram yet, you will look at it and just be blown away by how awesome it looks. Um, It's just it just looks amazing. Her reels are amazing. And she also has over 20,000 followers. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And I really kind of want to talk about your marketing background, um, because I think that's really what blows me away the most is how well, well you do with that, how well you market yourself and you get so many clients. So tell us a little bit about how you built your social media platform to over 20,000 followers. I started out just doing educational posts. So I was actually really leaning into the educational part of photography. I was shooting, you know, 
getting like boots on the ground experience. But then I was actually gearing a lot of my marketing on Instagram towards other photographers. And that's kind of how I started the coaching business. Right. However, now I think that with my experience, I realize that's probably not that's not my main target market. It's definitely a part of my target market. But right. I want to be reaching people who are getting married, couples that are getting married in my you know local cities or ideal locations. Right. So I kind of started shifting my marketing and my verbiage and all that good stuff to reflect that goal of reaching couples. Um, but it's a lot of curating the feed, posting things that I know people are going to interact with and then training my audience to interact and engage back with me. When I started my Instagram, I think it was like, I don't know, 2018, 2017. Mm -hmm. If you go back, it might even be 2016. Um, grew it from around that time up until this past summer or yeah, this past summer to about like 10K. And then once I went on CNBC, that like skyrocketed my following. Yes. So I'm definitely not going to take full credit for just like, you know, going from 10K up to 20K within right. the span of six months or so. For sure was not just me. Um, but using reels, you know, things that I know Instagram are pushing out, like yep. video content does super well. Um, yeah, all of that has really helped me to grow. And I also have a background in social media marketing from my previous job at Catapult. So that helped as well because I was constantly looking at analytics and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I really need to um, probably take a class or just learn from you <laughs> because I have no... Like, I just grew my Instagram on accident, and it's nowhere near yours. I have, like, 8,000 <laughs> followers almost. That's a um, lot. I know. Imagine 8,000 people, like, looking at you. You know, I know. what I mean? Well, That's kind of scary. Like that all the time, and sometimes I put things on my story, and I'm like, there are 8,000 people watching this. Yeah. I probably not post that. But <laughs> I, like, I don't look at analytics. I don't, I mean, I guess I kind of structure my posts towards the audience that I want, but I could definitely hone in and really pay attention to it a lot more. Um, so we probably need to sit down, and maybe you can give me a coaching lesson on that. Um, because like I said, I'm just blown away with the marketing that you do. It's just, it's so specific. Um, and it's just so consistent. That's really the best word to describe it. Um, but you touched on CNBC. So I know everyone's probably like, what is she talking about? Tell us a little bit about that and that experience you had with them. Yeah. So I was on CNBC Make It, which is CNBC's financial entrepreneurship business vertical of mm -hmm. the company. Um, I was reached out to by a producer back in February of 2022. We connected. She asked me, would you be willing to share your financials on CNBC? Um, willing That's scary. To, yeah. Submit all your paperwork and everything. And I was like, I was very skeptical. I knew yeah. that she worked for the company. I looked her up, you know, made sure that she was right. on the website and all that good stuff. Did mm -hmm. my research just like my journalism professors taught me to do. Um, so I knew she was legit, but I was definitely really skeptical about sharing my financials because I come from, I love my family, but money was kind of a taboo topic. Right. And it wasn't, you know, even still in the workplace and stuff, people aren't just going around talking about their Correct. salaries. Really, yeah. now they finally are, but it's just been such a taboo, quiet thing. So yeah, I didn't know if I would get positive feedback about sharing that information, especially, you know, not knowing what context it would be shared in, you know, hoping that it would be shared in the context that I hoped. But not knowing because I've never worked with this company before. So I just said yes, because I was like, let's just, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. But I, I'd watched their YouTube. I wasn't super familiar with any of their social platforms. I truly didn't think I was going to get traction from it. I was like, this is going to be cool. I'm going to be on YouTube. I can add them to my, my list of, you know, as seen on features. Yeah. But I didn't expect a lot of people to reach out or follow me or like take the time to watch my YouTube video and then seek me out on Instagram or socials. Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Um, but I said, yes, you know, shared all of my paperwork with them, all of the stuff that they needed. 
um, did the feature in April. It went live in June. And one day I just started gaining a bunch of followers and I was so confused. I thought someone bought them. <laughs> You're like, what is happening? Yeah, I thought someone bought them and they were trying to mess with my engagement. I was like, does someone just not like me? Like, why am I getting all of these oh, people goodness. all of a sudden? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Maybe my feature went live and I it had gone live and I didn't realize. <laughs> so um, immediately I just started gaining a bunch of followers. Yeah. I still get messages at least once or twice a day of people coming from CNBC and sharing their stories with me and telling me, you know, thanks for sharing yours. You've inspired me to do this, this and this, which is just so like flattering and like yeah. crazy. There are a lot of people who are like more than qualified to have a feature like that and that they chose me is really cool. So I still get a lot of messages and I still get a good amount of traction from that. I was not prepared for it. I should have been ready to launch my coaching program at that point because <laughs> that would have been great. Someone told me that I think here at Catapult, they're like, oh, man, you should have had something set up to launch right after that. And I was like, yes. I didn't even know that it was going live. Like I had no idea. So um, launched the coaching shortly after that. And that's been a huge part of my business. I probably get about like one or two mentorships, two to three coaching clients a month, which is great. Wow. Um, so it's definitely shifted, you know, that part of my business and really grown that part of my business, which is great. And it was, it was an honor. It was super cool. And then I went back on for another panel um, called Make It Your Money with Todd Baldwin and then um, Michelle Schroeder Gardner. Um, and we talked about like just money, finance, you mm -hmm. know, how to scale your income and your earnings, that kind of thing. That is so cool. Like, honestly, that's like a once in a lifetime experience. I would have been so nervous. I was. Nervous? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But okay. So my interview at first was like, it was filmed in my house. So it was very controlled. If oh. I needed to restate something or if they didn't like how I stated something, I could do it again. Oh, so it wasn't so nice. like a big deal. My interview, it's probably seven minutes or so on YouTube. We spent like two hours filming just the sit down portion, but we had a nine hour filming day. Oh, of my goodness. And everything. So we, it was a very large, like, not production, but it was just a long day and there was right. a lot of moving parts that mm -hmm. I'd never seen. Um, but then my interview or the panel that I was on, that was live television. So oh, I wow. couldn't and I didn't get the questions beforehand. A lot of the questions that I thought they were going to ask me, actually, I didn't get asked. And then they did ask me about things I wasn't prepared for, like the recession. And I was like, guys, I'm just I'm not a financial guru. Like, I don't really have much to say about <laughs> like, it. I'm not really sure what to I, say. Um, I think we'll be fine. Like, I didn't really know what to say. So those that was a lot more challenging and nerve wracking for yes. me. But the interview part, it was very chill. And my videographer who was on site was like super nice and helpful. So, oh, my gosh, yeah. I would have been so nervous. But it is it's kind of funny because like I'm really good at talking in front of a camera, uh, whereas most people aren't. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you put me in front of a crowd of like five, five people, not even it doesn't even have to be 100. If you put me in front of a crowd of five people. I'm probably going to throw up before I go on stage <laughs> or wherever I'm going into a room. Because yeah, I'm, I can't. I'm not a public speaker. I'm definitely used to being on camera because my brand is so personal. That's how I right. grew a lot of my Instagram was by talking to the camera and stuff like that. But yeah, to have lights and cameras and and then to be on live television was like very different. And I yeah. also I did an interview with an Orlando news station that was also live television. So like I did a lot of live interviews that I was wow. not. I, I was like my first time ever doing something like that. Wow. Um. Well, it's. It's interesting that you brought up YouTube, too, and how they posted it on YouTube, and then you got a bunch of followers from there. So I always forget, but YouTube is so, like, underrated. Like, it I is. I don't think people realize how big of an audience YouTube has. Um, so I recently started posting on oh, YouTube again. I know. Awesome. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I used to, when I was back in, back in the day, I was really into fitness, which I still am now, but it was, like, my life. Like, I would just eat, sleep, and breathe fitness. And I started a, a YouTube channel, fitness YouTube channel. Um, and that's how I got a lot of my followers back in the day too, because they all came from YouTube onto Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, so I recently started to post some of my reels and stuff on there. Um, but I'm glad you had a good experience with, with that as well. Yeah. Um, well, 
now that we've talked a lot about kind of what your business is and and where it's or how it's gotten to where it is today, what are your future future plans? Like, where do you want to take this business? Do you see it growing? Do you see it staying the way it is? Or what do you have in mind? There's a lot of ways to scale a photography business. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people go the education route and they go on to create a lot of passive income scre- uh, uh, streams with like courses and presets and things that you can sell digitally. Right. Um, and then even like one-on-one coaching and masterminds and stuff. And I'd love for that to still be a part of my business, but I definitely don't want to do that exclusively because I like working with my clients and I like being on site at weddings. Right. So I think that um, I would like to keep the business small in the sense of my team is small. So we have myself as the lead photographer. Christian is my second vi- uh, photographer, videographer. We have a contract videographer who also works with us. And then I have an associate photographer who works wow. with me. And then, of course, the VA. I don't want to add more people because I don't want to be a large wedding photo and film house. While that's extremely profitable, it's just not where I see the business going for myself. I like to be personal with my clients and I like to shoot most of my weddings. So I'd rather be a more high-end boutique style business where I do shoot a lot of weddings. I just don't shoot as many a year. It's a little more exclusive to work with us. Um, But it is me and Christian or me and my main second photographer slash associate that you're getting at every wedding. So you're getting our experience, our creative eye, direction and vision. Right. That's kind of the direction that I see it going, you know, just kind of increasing our pricing to get into that market. Um, And then also adding on videography, because once we book some more videography weddings um, through Christian, we can scale back on the amount of photo weddings we take and do closer to 20, 25 a year instead of doing like 35 to 40 a year. Okay. So that was kind of my next question when it when it comes to price point. Um, if you don't mind sharing, where are you guys at right now? Yeah. So our average spend for like Central Florida local weddings is sixty five hundred, and that's eight hours of coverage. Two photographers includes the engagement session. Wow. Um, and that's you know enough to get you full day coverage, especially if you're in one location. So you're not going to like multiple locations. Right. You don't have a super super drawn out reception or an extended cocktail hour. That's typically enough coverage for like full day a full day look to your album. Um, however, for photo video spend, it's typically like more than 10,000, I would say. And that's seems really high. But I think the Florida market has just changed so drastically. Yep. When I started, some of my favorite photographers that were definitely like way more experienced than me were sitting in the $3,500 price point, even up to four to 5,000. And I was like, that is crazy. That's so much wow. money. I'll never be able to make that much. And now as the wedding industry has just kind of taken off and yep. Instagram and, you know, social media has taken off even more. Yep. Our pricing has increased, obviously, to rip you know, reflect, reflect the demand yeah, and um, our level of service, our skills, our increased equipment. And then you also have to think about you're paying two people's salaries now. So me and Christian, this is our full, you know, this is our living. And we also, you know, increasing your price point and kind of placing yourself in the market where you want to be, your pricing has to reflect that. And I think being any lower would put us in that place where people are stretching their budgets to work with you, yep. but they're not fully confident or you're kind of in that weird, you know, yeah middle ground and then any higher, I feel like I'd be in more of a luxe market than I want to be in. So it's like a perfect middle ground for us. We're working with a lot of planners that we like. We love working with full service like event planning and design um, or at least a coordinator. We're working at venues that we like and we're mainly working with couples who trust our vision, trust us as professionals, Mm -hmm. are a little bit more hands off. I totally don't mind like a type A bride. I'd much rather someone just be upfront with me and tell me what they like. Like if you see something on my Instagram that you like, tell me. If you see something that you don't like, that's not your style. Let just tell know. me. Like, right. I'm, I'm truly not going to be offended. I know not everyone has the same taste. But at the end of the day, they tell us that information. They prepare us well for their wedding. And then they trust us and they don't micromanage. That's what the most important thing is to me is trust and, you know, good rapport with my clients. And I think I get that more in a higher end market because you have people who are a little bit more trusting of you because right. they're paying more money for your services. 
Do you ever get bridezilla? No, because I'm really selective. <laughs> like if Are I don't you? have a good feeling on a phone call, I won't take the client or in an inquiry. I just really? won't take it because it's not worth it, you know, and also it's I agree. It's a disservice to them. If I don't think I can give them the kind of experience that they want. Yeah. Why would I say yes? You know, like I want them to have the best photographer for their wedding. And if I know that that's not me, I will not take them because yep. it's not going to be a good time for anybody, you know? Yeah. No. And it's interesting because I've definitely come across that in real estate, too. Um, so anytime I have like a listing agreement signed, if I'm going to go list somebody's house, I put a zero dollar cancellation fee on it because if we, you know, if we don't work well together halfway through, I don't care yeah. that I spent money on listing photos. I don't care that I did all this work to list your house. I don't want to work with you if you don't want to work with me and vice mm -hmm. versa. You know, it's I, miserable. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I, I want you to be happy. I want to be able to deliver the service that you're expecting. Um, so I totally agree with that. I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. It is. Right? You have the ability to kind of choose who you work with. Uh, when you work for a company, you don't have a choice and the customer mm -hmm. is always right. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's that's interesting that you do that. But I would honestly I wouldn't be surprised if you come across Bridezilla's often. So it's it's interesting that you say that you don't. Um, but that's that's really, really great. Yeah. So, um, the other thing that I want to talk about, too, though, is Lakeland welcoming welcoming you as a community um, because you moved officially to Lakeland in what year? I moved here in 2017 for college and then I yeah. lived here full time starting 2019. That's when I started like staying here year round. OK, so how do you think Lakeland or the people of Lakeland, how or how have we like supported your business? I know you have some experience here in Catapult, so I'd love mm -hmm. if you touched on that, too. Yeah, I think that just knowing that Lakeland as a whole is so supportive of small business mm -hmm. encouraged me to pursue my career in photography. So I, love I that I had never had the culture in New Jersey is just very different, as you know, so different. it's extremely different. So there's not as much there is small business and there's family owned business. But I don't I it's just not the same. No. There's not farmers markets. No. There's not there's not an incubator workspace like Catapult nope. that is so supportive of you know, startups launching into there's like no, full fledged businesses. There's like, no Publix either. Like, yeah. That should be the first red flag. <laughs> there's no Publix. There's no pub subs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just having like being surrounded by that in the community, yeah. it was so encouraging for me. And then of course, you know, I've worked with local business owners. It's a very friendly market here in Lakeland. Mm -hmm. I think that it can be competitive in Tampa, Orlando. For, for the most part, I've had really great Agreed. experiences. Um, but like shout out to the Bloom team from Bloom Chakalaka. They're yeah. extremely nice. I've had great experiences with Treasury Rentals. I've used them for style shoots in the past, and they have been super great to work with. Very friendly. It's just a really community-oriented yep. place to live. And, you know, you don't feel that sense of, like, extreme competition as much. At least I yep. don't. I'm not a super competitive business owner. I think that the right clients will come your way either way. Absolutely. But, um, but yeah, and then, of course, working here at Catapult, I was in the beginning stages of my business. I was transferring, like, from being in college to working full-time as a photographer, and this was kind of my in-between place. So I was working here 20-ish hours a week as a social media manager and kind of, like, creative person, like, assistant, I guess. I did all of, like, the graphic design for, you know, signage and events and that kind of thing. Um, and I was meeting so many people who were just so smart. Like, yep. every time I would speak to someone here— they would tell me something new about a marketing strategy or, you know, like lead generation. And I was just like, how do you just know these things? Like I was always so blown away. So I was around so many business owners right. that could just pour so much like knowledge into, into yeah. me and encouragement. And a lot of people didn't even know I was doing photography until I told them. And they would be so like excited when I told them it was like it wasn't like, oh, like that's like a nice little business that you have. They'd be like, that's amazing. Like, I can't wait for you to go full time. It was just it was so refreshing. Yeah. yeah. So 
I networked a ton here. I met a lot of people that I've done business with after being at Catapult. And then mm-hmm. my um, bosses here at Catapult were super supportive. I would sometimes request days off for things like weddings or events. And they were so flexible. You know, they'd be like, yeah, go for it. You know, you can work this day instead. They were extremely flexible about wow. it. So that really helped me to transition into full time faster because I had that flexibility to like right. grow the business while I was feeling supported and had the steady income, but more just, it was more about having the routine of coming into a job and transitioning from, from you know, post-grad to, to mm-hmm. full-time work. I, I could not just like sit in my house all day after yeah. being in college with all my friends. So yeah, it was a great, you know, transitional time in my life. And I look back and have really good memories. Well, that's awesome. And it, honestly, it sounds like the same thing that we see every time I sit down here with someone new. Um, we have this recurring theme when I ask this question and it's really, it just comes back to the fact that Lakeland is so builds with people that are willing to collaborate with Mm -hmm. each other like we all are willing to share what our knowledge we're sharing what we know it's not competitive we all want to help each other out and that is not something that you experience everywhere um and not even to just attack new jersey because you know (laughs) i know we don't experience it in new jersey but i i really don't know that you experience it in too many other places either um so i that's my favorite thing about lakeland and i think that a lot of people have that same feeling um, so aside from Lakeland welcoming you as a community, what is your favorite part about living in Lakeland, whether it's a personal level or just doing business in Lakeland? Like, why do you personally love Lakeland so much? I love Lakeland because it feels like a small town, but mm-hmm. it has a lot of attributes of a bigger city. Yeah. So we have a downtown, which I never had at home. I love going to downtown Lakeland. We have parks and lakes and dog parks. And honestly, like I have friends here and that's a big reason <laughs> that I wanted to stay here because yeah. My community is here. My people are here and having family in Jersey. I don't have family here besides my in-laws and they all live in Orlando. Right. So a lot of my friends who have become like family and are there for me in emergencies and I know would come and be with me if I needed anything, they're here in Lakeland. Um, but I also do a lot of my business in the city. So Tampa, Orlando, and it's a perfect in-between point. Um, so that's another reason I love living here. But, you know, to be honest, there's less traffic. And then some of my favorite coffee shops and places to eat are here. It just it feels like home now and it never did when I was in college. But inserting myself into the community more and Mm -hmm. like, you know, getting out and experiencing more of Lakeland has made Lakeland feel like my home more than it had before. Yeah, I I would honestly agree with that. I feel like when I graduated college, like it didn't necessarily feel officially like home yet, but it felt like it had this huge place in my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And as time went on and I kind of built myself here, I finally looked around and I was like, this is my home. Like, yeah, this is kind of where I've, you know, created myself and I've planted my roots. So I totally understand that um, perspective, you know, both both of us coming from New Jersey and then moving here. Um, and there are times where I'm like, oh, I would love to live near the beach or mm-hmm. I would love to live here or there. Um, but then thinking about leaving this community is just I can't. I yeah, can't, I, I, I can't process it. So I totally understand that. Well, I'm so happy that we were able to get you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Where can our audience find you, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, website, um, or if you want to share your email address, whatever (laughs) whatever you feel inclined to do. Everything is Grace Torres photo. So Instagram, Facebook, um, Pinterest, if you want to pin some of my pins for your wedding inspo. Everything's Grace Torres photo. My website is www.gracetorresphoto.com if you want to inquire about a session. I work with a lot of business owners here. Um, so I love working with like local people and I always love supporting like smaller upcoming Lake, uh, Lakeland businesses. Um, yeah. Oh, and my TikTok is Grace Torres Photo. I yes. love being on TikTok. It's Can't so TikTok. fun. It is fun. I'm way more like unhinged on TikTok. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it there. I do too. Well, thank you so much again. And thank you guys for tuning in. We will catch you next time, Lakeland. Bye.